good morning. Uh, this is uh, Pastor Mike Schooley on the From Here to There podcast, uh, a podcast on discipleship and moving on to what God designed us for. And so we are walking through this series um, at, at Higher Hope on um, the tree and really on the, the power of, of rooting ourselves and, and how the most important part of any tree and really the most important part of us is our roots and what we root ourselves in. In fact, Jesus tells um, the story in Matthew um, on the Sermon on the Mount, and he's, he's kind of wrapping up all that he has said. And he talks about these two um, buildings. One is built on the sand and one is built on the rock. And when the storms came, um, the, the, the building that was built on the rock stood while the sand came crashing down. You know, the foundation, what are you building on? What are you rooting yourself in? And so um, this last week we talked about um, this, uh, this word, um, really it's, it's a couple words that have uh, power. One, one word is deep. You know, we are, have a fascination with being deep. Um, and we also have the, the fear of becoming called, being called shallow. Um, there's a movie that I, I don't really see the movie, but the, the name and the, the, the premise of it is uh, interesting is it's shallow hell and so the the premise of it is this guy is really shallow he he dates women because of their physical beauty and he's just really a shallow person in all that he does and so um it's a it's trying to tell a story of this guy who um kind of loses that that vision of, of shallowness and starts um in some ways seeing real beauty um and someone who um the world would say is, is maybe not as beautiful as, as others. And so we have this kind of like premise that shallow is bad and depth is good. And so, you know, we do this in reading. There, there is deep reading and then there is like pleasure reading. We don't call it shallow reading. We call it pleasure reading. Deep reading is is the, the kind of books that uh, you have to read a sentence three times in order to understand a paragraph over and over again. Um, you don't read a lot at a time. If, if you're just trying to process it, trying to figure out what they're saying. And then pleasure reading is, is something that, you know, you just kind of like, you're, it's kind of like mindless. You don't even have to think about it. It just kind of flows. You, it's, a, it's a simple story. It's a, a love story. It's the same story over and over again. And so we have this battle between deep and shallow. Um, and, I, and I want to push us as followers of Jesus Christ, as we're looking from here to there, that that journey is a journey of depth, of, of don't settle for shallow Christianity. Don't settle just to be a surfacey um, political side. You know, when I was years ago, we were um, on a mission trip and we were doing some work and, and we were painting something. And, that, and, the, and it struck me what they said. We want to we start with painting the political sides of these um, houses. And I'm like, what does that mean? And it basically means, yeah, only paint the sides that are seen first, the sides that everyone. And so that would be considered in some ways shallow. And, and a lot of Christianity has become that kind of like, let's make it look good. Let, let's, let's make sure we dress it up nice. Let's, but let's not go in depth. It's almost like looking at a house for the first time and be like, wow, it's so beautiful on the outside. Then you walk in and you notice all the things that are wrong with it. And, and we want to have a, a depth to our, our Christianity, a depth to following God. We don't just want to be a, a churchgoer. We don't want just to be um, someone who is a moral person, um, someone who knows about God. I want a depth to that relationship with Jesus. 
Uh, I want it to be powerful. I want it to be dynamic. I, I want it to be growing deeper and deeper. I, I don't want to settle. I mean, that's what we generally say is we, settling for shallowness rather than doing the work of depth. And so we've been walking through the series, wa- walking through what does it mean to deepen your roots, to go down deeper into who God is and what he wants for us. We, we want to deepen our, our, our knowledge of his word. Um, just fall in love with the Bible and and diving in and enjoying what he reveals to us in the Bible, really going and having this deepening understanding of it. Um, we also want to have deeper prayers. You know, some, so many people are, are fearful or afraid to pray in public or or don't know how to pray. And, and it's not about the words that are used. It's about the depth of relationship and communicating. And, and it, to have these, these prayers that are deepening. Listening. You know, probably the hardest part for many of us is, is figuring out how to listen um, to what he's saying to us. And, and um, how do we know it's him? And really hungering for that word, that, that message from him, what he has to say. prayers as, as he deepens us in prayer as as he as he speaks um the question then becomes what do we do with all of that and i think what ties it all together is this word called obedience it's a hard word uh, it's a word that has a lot of connotation with it um it's a, it's a word that in today's environment of our world that distrusts leadership, distrusts authority, um, that that presses back on almost everything. This word obedience has gotten such a bad rap and bad connotation, but yet it's, a, it's the exact word that God uses for us in our depth of faith. If we want, here's here's what I'm saying: If you want to be a deep follower of Jesus Christ, your life needs to be defined by radical obedience. If it, it, you know what, what I love about that um, thought or idea or truth is that you don't have to be super intelligent. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to, to know the Bible backwards and forwards, even though you're studying it. You don't have to be like a seminary professor or go to a seminary or go to a Bible college and, or take deep classes. All is you're basically becoming like a child and saying, all right, dad, what do you want me to do? And then you step in that direction. Obedience is one of the simplest things, yet deepest things we can ever do. Um, here's, here's a definition, a biblical definition of, of obedience. It literally means submission to what is heard. All right, do, you, do you hear how all this ties together? If we don't hear something from God, we aren't. We feel like we're not responsible for obeying it, and so where it starts, obedience really starts as listening. And so, although we separate them into different roots, they're they're all intertwined. They're all they're all together, um, and we want we want to listen to what he has to say, um, and then respond. Um, obedience is the response to someone speaking. This rebirth refers both to an earthly voice and the Lord's voice. I'm here a couple other definitions. To listen, to hearken, of one on, on the knock at the, of one who on the knock of the door comes to listen to who it is, to hearken to a command, 
to be obedient, obey, or to submit. I would say that we have a lot of people, um, and we all tend to drift this way, who know a lot about God. But when it comes to, and we're, we are moral people, we're good people. We do enough of what we know. We, we judge ourselves um, based on the standard of, of other people that we see that we're better maybe than them and what they do. And yet when it comes to radical obedience, when it comes to listening and responding, we do, a, a, it's hard for us. We, we want to obey, but really we want God just to bless what we want him to bless. We want his blessing without his, without obedience. We, we want fruit from our life without the deep root of obedience. We want God to submit to us and not us to him. And that's why it's so deep because it's such a wrestling match. It's a, it's a wrestling match of the will, the mind um, of our soul. Can we place ourselves back underneath the leadership of Jesus Christ? You know, back in the Garden of Eden, the battle was, the, the test was, will you become like God by eating the fruit or will you remain underneath the leadership or the submission of God in the garden? And Adam and Eve wanted to become their own God. They wanted their own, to be their own authority. They wanted to make right and wrong. They wanted, they wanted to be like God. So they ate the fruit. They rebelled. They, they did not obey. And that, that same line of thought it flows down from generation to generation, Cain and Abel, um, down through Noah, through David, through um, Abraham, through the prophets, um, into Jesus' day with the Pharisees and Sadducees, through the church period, right down to today, we are all constantly wrestling with the idea of, do we submit our lives to God? I mean, the term in the New Testament that, that Jesus um, preached was the kingdom of God, the reign of God is near, that like, he will reign again. As he was reigning in the garden, he, he is desiring to reign um, in our lives. And that, that reigning comes down to, do I say yes to him or not? And I would say this, the deepest thing you can do is obey. The, the, the most important thing you can do is to listen and obey. And it's, it's so simple, yet so difficult. Simple the fact of any child, any new follower of Jesus Christ, and any, anybody can look at his word and, and, and start hearing his voice and can step in radical obedience. It, it's not an intelligent level. It's not a, a gifting level. It's about, it's about obedience. And anyone can do that. But not anyone will. In fact, this is what the Bible actually says is the more people believe that they're smart, intelligent, or deep, probably the less likely they are to submit. In fact, that's why in the, the Corinthians, Paul's writing this letter. And he says, I have chosen the foolish things, the things that are not wise, the things that are not, the weak things of our world to shame the wise. Because the wise are almost too smart to obey. They feel like they have it under control, that they, they, they can do it themselves. They don't need God. And so we 
need to get in this position. Uh, like Mary and Martha, rather than doing, doing, doing all the time, we need to sit at the Lord's feet, um, kind of soak in what he's saying, listen to him. And, and I, maybe that's, I think that's where a lot of us struggle is, is we don't take enough time to listen. And because we're not listening, because we're not hearing him, we feel like we have an excuse to not obey. We feel like we're doing okay because God hasn't really said anything to us. But what if we really sought his word and said, all right, God, whatever you want, I just want to hear you speak. And we we wholeheartedly seek what he says. And then we wholeheartedly step. Um, Henry Blackaby, I think, said this. When God speaks, that leads us to a crisis of belief. It leads us to this question of, is God who he says he is? And if he is, we will step and obey. Because at the, at the center of this question is, is God who? who he says he is. Um, I think uh, Henry Blackley also says this, that the main um, beliefs about God, that if, if, if God is all-knowing, that he knows everything. If God is all-powerful, and if God is wise, if, if God is who he says he is, then our obedience will either say he is that, or we'll say that we don't think he is that. It leads it leads us to that Christ. What do we really believe about God? Do we believe that his will, his plan, is good, pleasing, and perfect? That's Romans 12, 2. Good, pleasing, and perfect will. Like his plan, it's good. We will, we will find delight in it in some way. It's pleasing. It'll make us smile. And it's perfect in all of its direction. And at times we were looking at our life, we're like, man, this doesn't seem so good. It doesn't seem so pleasing. It doesn't seem so perfect. But do we? can we step back and say, God, you have the whole view. You are all knowing. And so you know every which way to go. And you know that this is the path you want for me. God, you you are um, wise. You are, you are powerful. You can do what you want to do. God, you are. Therefore, I will. I will step. I will, I will go and we are obedience can be about reward. It can also be about punishment. You know, we, we, we obey our law enforcement because we sometimes we don't want to be punished for speeding or for running a stop sign. Or we, we like to reward, and God has promised us reward as we obey him. But at the basis of it, at the center of it, is do we trust him? You know, as I look at the tree that we're talking about, and I look at, at what we're rooting ourselves in, whether it's his word or whether it's in prayer or whether it's listening, we're, we are anchoring ourselves in, in the character of God and what for us, the gospel, the good news. We are soaking all of that in. We're, we are like so connected to those, to, to who he is and what he's done for us that it transforms our life, that we're willing to obey. By the way, Obedient, you're either either in obedience or you're in rebellion. There is no middle ground. You're either doing it God's way or you're doing it your way. There is no middle ground. You're either hot or cold is what Revelation says. There is no middle ground. We, We tend to lie to ourselves and believe that we're being completely obedient when maybe we're not. Here, here's something I read this week. Um, 
Hearing God in the secret place is one of the greatest keys to living the Christian life. There's more to it, but let me just say it. Hearing God in the secret place, hearing, hearing God's whisper of a voice is one of the greatest keys to, to following Jesus. Um, John 10 is what we talked about last week. The sheep hear his voice and they respond. Here, here's the next part. However, it must be linked with its corollary, corollary, radical obedience. We hear and then we do. And then it quotes James 1.22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. How many times do you feel like we're, we're, we're good because we heard a great message? We heard a great sermon. We read a great verse. And yet when it comes to the obedience of it, the stepping into God's direction, we do poor. Hearing and obeying is that, is that what he's calling us to. Here's another phrase. Implicit obedience starts for every one of us, not in doing good works, but in sitting at his feet and hearing his word. Do you hear that? Obedience starts with listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Devotion to the secret place is the saint's first great act of obedience. What, what he's saying is that committing yourself to listening to God's voice and, and creating space is the first great act of obedience. Listening to what he says, stepping into that direction, allowing God to speak. You know, so the question, one of the questions we ask, we try to ask at, at Higher Hope is, what are your, what is God saying to you? And how are you obediently stepping in that direction? You know, in some of our small groups and some of our meetings, the question is, what is God saying? What, what is God saying in a sermon that you're listening? That's more important than the message itself. What is God saying in that hour before, with him in the, on a Sunday morning? What is God saying in your quiet time? What is God saying to you in your car rides throughout your day? When you, when you listen, when you really tune your mind and tune your thoughts to, to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, what is that Holy Spirit, what is he saying to you? And then the question becomes, will you radically, without excuses, without all the details, without anything else that you may want, will you step in obedience? And so my, my challenge to you is, um, what, what is it? What are the, where are the places? Maybe even write this down, get a piece of paper, a pen, but what, where are the places in your life where you know the good that you ought to do? You know what you're supposed to do. You, you know, the person you're supposed to contact this today, you, you know, the person you're supposed to buy coffee for you, you know what you're supposed to do with your money. You, you know, um, you know what, find some things, find, find some small things, maybe find some big things that you know, you know what God wants you to do, but you're not doing it. And then make the decision, make the, the step of your will to say, I'm committing to stepping. And let me, what we call that, what, 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 what listening and obeying when it's tied together, what it's called is faith. Now, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. And the thing we can be certain of, the thing we can put our hope in, 
is in the character of God. And so our faith, our trust, our, our, all that we are is placed in trusting him. And therefore, Hebrews 11 goes through all these people, all these, these um, ancients that were commended, that were pleasing to God, that what they were commended for is they listened and then they obeyed. And I'm wondering if you need to spend some time listening and then stepping. Because if you want to go from here to there, if you, if you want to grow as a disciple, if you, if you want to produce fruit, if you want to see God do amazing things in your life, if you, if you want only God stories to show up, if you, if you want God to become alive to you and to, to really experience his goodness and his will, if you, if you want something more, you're feeling like you're lacking something in Christianity, like there's something missing, you're like, man, I wish there's got to be something more to this. It very well could be that it's obedience that you're missing. That God has asked you to step in a direction you're not doing. Live the adventure of obedience. Because he is good. His will is perfect. And his grace is poured out on us. And therefore, we don't... Here's the fun part. We don't obey because we are forced to. We obey now because we want to. Because we want to experience all that he has in store for us. We don't want, we don't want to miss a thing. We want to go on the journey. We want, we want to make fisher. We want to be fishers of men. We, we want to, we want to see where he leads us. We want to watch him provide. We, we want to see him work in his, our faith by listening and obeying. God responds to that faith and he does amazing things. And so my question to you this, this morning, this afternoon is, are you, listening and obeying are you trusting and obeying are you are you doing what god has called you to do i hope that you take that step this week and i hope that god does more than we ask or imagine as we listen and obey as we root ourselves in him